time restriction is like a living hell. Is Welcome to the people of Portland and beyond, episode 58. Now, this is going to be another solo cast coming at you from Portland, Oregon, of course. And I'm going to tell you a little bit of something, just the worst pain of my life. And if you are watching this on YouTube, the skateboard right next to me is what caused that. And you're going to be asking yourself, why the fuck were you skateboarding in the house? Well, I'm going to tell you a very good reason. I'm a 39-year-old man, and sometimes you just need to have fun. But, subsequent from that, the real reason was I was having swollen feet for some reason, called edema, and uh, I wasn't able to wear shoes. So, logically, the thing that an adult would do, not a 15-year-old that's, like, trapped and just wanting to fucking have fun, what he would do was just skateboard through the kitchen to avoid having his feet being cold. And that worked out great, at least four or five times over the little rubber bump that you see right there. That little rubber bump. Now, apparently, I was rolling on the skateboard, and I somehow, as I was rolling on the skateboard, I must have been doing goofy foot because it's my left femur that was broken. Either that or I was skateboarding backwards. Either way. Harder to skateboard when you're doing those things. So, this time, when I went over that rubber bump, I went flying like five feet high in the air. Not even joking around, man. And then I land straight on my femur. And I'm pretty sure it hit that rubber bump. This was similar to an accident when I actually broke my arm when I was about 12 or something. Right on the freaking tree root. Anyways... So, as I fall on this rubber bump, I know, like, a second before I fall that this is going to be bad. Didn't know how bad. I thought, you know, I'd be able to get up. It just hurt a lot. So, I fall down. And what ends up happening is it's the worst pain in my whole entire life that I've ever felt. I'm seeing stars. I'm seeing colors. I look at my leg. It looks like... It's freaking shifted in a weird way, and I don't know why it looks the way it does, but it, like, it looks like bent to the, in an awkward angle, and I'm like, holy shit, what the hell just happened? Am I going to die right now? Because this is the worst pain I've ever felt. I thought maybe I would pass out. So I guess after screaming at the top of my lungs like a madman, I finally... I thought I could just, if I just laid there and didn't move, I wasn't able to feel that bad. <laughs> so I think I laid there for like 15 minutes. And then I tried to get up, and that was probably the, a horrible mistake because that was the worst pain I ever felt. Tried to bend my knee, again, screaming like uncontrollable. Worst pain I've ever felt in my life. Yeah, it's that bad. So, I think after like an hour of denying this crazy, crazy stuff going on, I was like, all right, I probably have to call 911 now. That's what a smart adult would do. So, if you see where that rug is, that's where I am. 
but I have to actually go all the way to the couch, which is at least 15 feet away. Because when I said to Google, I asked it, okay, and uh, okay, Google. <laughs> no, no, fuck, I fucked it up. All right. So, yeah, I asked it to do it, but at the time I had it, the phone locked. And it did not call emergency services. It said, you have to unlock your phone in order for us to call. So I was like, great. So I had to inchworm over, basically, to the couch, which took a long time because it was definitely painful to do so. So I had to inchworm over there. And eventually I got to it. Still not wanting to call, still thinking maybe it's not that bad. Who knows what it is? But, yeah, after just feeling this pain for so long and so many times, this was around 3 a.m. And I guess either at 4 or 5 a.m., I was like, fuck it, I got to call. <laughs> so I called, and they were like, okay, we're sending someone over now. And the door was unlocked, luckily. So the EMT guys get over here three guys walk in through the door and now comes the time where they have to shift me off the rug onto the stretcher and I thought I was already feeling the worst pain but no that was the worst pain ever because to be moved like they just not do a good job like it was a fucking like a violent move or something I don't know it just felt awful it was gonna feel terrible no matter what but felt like I was like dropped on the stretcher <laughs> so what ends up happening is they put me on the stretcher finally after screaming like fucking so fucking loud and uncontrollable they finally uh they're like okay where's your keys at and I tell them like they're by the door on the hook so they get the keys but uh, we leave without my shoes and uh, without a jacket. So that's great. <laughs> so. That's cool. That I love how my cat does kitty litter in the middle of a podcast. It's really cool. Thank you, Lucy. Great job. So. They start rolling me down the hall. No jacket. No shoes. Keys loosely next to me on the, on the, on the gurney, whatever the hell it is. <laughs> so we get in the elevator and go down. I was hoping we wouldn't run into anybody. It was about 6 a.m., 5 a.m. We did not run into anybody, which was great because I just didn't want to deal with it. Then they put me on the hospital. They put me in the ambulance, which wasn't as bad as it could have been, I guess. And that's when they pumped the fentanyl in. Probably the only painkiller that actually worked. Besides the anesthesia, which I'll tell you about later. So, we're going in the hospital. And since I have Kaiser Permanente, guess what? We have to take a 22-minute ride to Sunnyside Hospital. Because that's the nearest huge hospital with surgeons. So... 22 minutes later, I'm at the hospital, and at some point at this point, I'm pretty sure 
people in the hospital didn't realize, but my keys like fell off and it sucked because I lost all my keys at that point. Lucy! Really sucked. So my cat's really cool because she likes to ruin podcasts. Making tons of noise in the, the kitty litter box. And will not stop. Now she's, uh, yeah, finally out. Cool. <laughs> so it's really cold as I'm being rolled down in these hospital wings. Going to the ER. So at that point, I was like, this is the worst pain I've ever felt in my life. I cannot handle this. I was like thinking it's not even worth living at this point. The pain is so bad. Though I knew like I was fine. I was going to get out of this pain eventually. It just was that horrid. Like I can't even explain to you how bad it was. So finally get to the ER room. And I believe this was a private room, which was cool. And they're just doing all these painkillers that are totally ineffective. Uh, what was it? Morphine, Dilaudid, Oxycodone, you name it. So, eventually, we changed from the ER to my uh, real room, which was 217B. I had to share it with this older gentleman. Sometimes uh, they would just leave the shade thing open and I see this bright light and it would be very annoying. Anyways, I was really bored in 217B and I didn't have any portable video game devices or anything like that. Just a phone to screw around with. Most of the time I was just laying there trying to get to sleep, which I could not succeed. The hospital bed is very uncomfortable. The hospital food is not good. So I get there Monday, it's probably like 7 a.m. at that point, and I'm waiting to go surgery. I'm like thinking, cool, let's do the surgery right away. Now, you don't believe how long it takes. All the way till Wednesday, like 4 p.m., I think is when they finally did the surgery. Unbelievable, right? There's like a rule you can't eat 12 hours before all this crap. I'm laying there in pain, thinking it's a broken hip. It's actually a broken femur. The biggest bone in your body. And what happens is they finally get me into surgery. And I'm thinking, I cannot wait to go under anesthesia because I want three hours to pass just like that. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. They put the gas on. Next thing I know, I wake up feeling actually good because this is the only thing that actually worked painkiller wise <laughs> that wore off at least in a half an hour to an hour so pretty short lived but enjoyable to say the least so at this point they're noticing my swollen feet bad whatever on the left side uh, they had the wounds from the surgery and they were bleeding like crazy and Doctor said, oh yeah, it's normal. Swollen feet's normal. So they put this dressing on it and it looks so nasty what was going under the dressing. But I remember when I took the dressing off and it actually wasn't even that bad at all. So yeah, there were stitches on the most upper part of my thigh by my hip. And then five inches below that, there's another 
set of stitches and then where they put the nail is by my knee which is like a little tiny bit of stitches and there's a nail and then there's a rod that goes all the way from my knee to the upper part of my thigh so I'm part cyborg right now it's pretty cool <laughs> so yeah they put nails and rods in me that's gonna be fun flying I'm gonna just have to tell them I have metal inside my body um, so at this point I'm feeling the worst pain in my life I keep ringing the nurses I'm like uh, this is after the surgery I keep bringing the nurses bring more pain medicine <laughs> nothing's working this is the worst pain ever nothing anyone could do uh, Lucas Adams from episode one if you remember him did actually end up visiting me unfortunately he was set to go on a one-month vacation so he could only come that day but it was cool that I got to see him before the surgery <laughs> it was actually great because talking to someone I found out actually makes the pain go away so a little bonus tip talk to people socialize and you feel better <laughs> so he leaves miserable again <laughs> Thursday comes they're wanting me to walk next day with a walker or crutches so I don't think I succeeded very well so I could not leave Thursday but on Friday they implied to me that there might be a chance they have to send me to a private care facility if I can't walk today well let me tell you that got my ass in gear they had this gown that was definitely made out of like polyester when I put it on I started sweating like mad so I was able to walk super fast because I just wanted to get back to my bed and take this horrible gown off so it actually worked out quite well and I actually managed to get three hours sleep or two hours before and that was amazing and that's why I was able to do what I was able to do I wasn't even able to walk before that but pulled it off amazingly so let me tell you this whole time I'm in the hospital four days right I'm trying to get my cat fed thankfully there's a Facebook group that our apartment building has and two ladies offered to feed my cat one of them Harmony actually ended up doing it she put like a little tray and slid it under the door with the cat food and that's exactly what I wanted her to do but Lucas actually ended up getting the apartment manager to open it with the key and he fed them he said that the, she had like no food there and even though the EMT guy said that they uh, put some food in there they actually didn't estimate how long I'd be uh, in surgery and stuff I guess So Friday comes, I'm ready to leave, I do leave, it's amazing because I finally get to go home. And I called into the managers, I, was, I left a message, I was like, I told the person on the Facebook message group to tell the apartment managers to be there at 2pm because that's when I'm going to be getting there and I need copies of my keys to get in. So when I arrive, Guess what? No one's there in the office at all. But to my 
satisfaction, the janitor was there. I mean, not the janitor. The maintenance man was there. He lets me in. He's like, oh my God, we know each other. We're cool with each other. He couldn't believe what had happened. I told him the story. He helps me with my bags and stuff. He gets me all the copies, my mail key, my house key, my apartment key, and the key fob. This guy's the man. So I finally get to sleep in my own bed, and I get to sleep, and it was great. And I was able to heal much better because I got to sleep in my own bed, and it was really uncomfortable at the hospital. Never want to stay at a hospital again. Never want to bro- break a bone again, obviously. <laughs> so day one, I was just happy to be home. Day two... I made eggs, and I was happy to actually be functioning. Day three, it all hits me. I start getting depressed. I'm like, oh, man, this is terrible. But then I had socialized with somebody, and I felt better. So as long as I got to talk to, like, one person a day, I felt like, you know, I could survive. <laughs> the pain was that bad. They're giving me oxycodone 5 milligram tablets. It's not doing anything. <laughs> First, they gave me 50 does nothing then they refill it at 25 does nothing again so i was like great thanks a lot guys <laughs> can you guys raise it to 10 milligrams please no we cannot the opiate epidemic sorry son no that's not how it went but you know what i'm talking about it's not addictive some people actually do have control hard to believe So I think uh, I'm trying to think of what else we're covering. I wanted to do some news. So let's do some news. All right, so. Some crazy stuff going on here. This woman was charged with a bias crime and like a Portland bus stop attack. Uh, she's facing hate crime charges. Hate crime charges after authorities are saying that she pummeled a mother in front of her young daughter at North Portland bus stop. Man, North Portland's crazy. Uh, this Nemo character, 42, had exited this number four bus on North Fremont when she started slugging. Janae Jordan in the face repeatedly corporate <sighs> crazy woman. So during the attack, Jordan, who has with her husband and child, asked why the woman were targeting her. It's because you're white and I hate white people. Calony, who is black, told Jordan a probable cause affidavit alleges. <sighs> Man, this is insane. She didn't even show up for a February fifth arraignment, guys. Can you believe it? So on Sunday they arrested Kaleen Lay, on suspicion of criminal mischief and disorderly conduct in a separate incident, booked her in the Multnomah County Jail. Man, this is crazy. I can't believe there's people like this in Portland, but there is. Wow, man. Well, I guess that's the end of the show. It's been great, guys. (laughs) Hope you enjoyed this one. I really did. Talk to you later. 